It's our WWE Elimination Chamber 2019 preview and prediction show. Of all that plus news and more, it's the Double Turn Podcast, and it starts right now. Thank goodness it is pay-per-view predictions and preview week. I would have shredded TV this week. Shredded it. Boss Ross, J-Man here with you. Like I said, Elimination Chamber is coming up on Sunday. We'll have all the latest, the preview, the predictions, all the latest news leading up to this Sunday show. Of course, we'll have our brief news segment as well. And uh, next week, we are going to bring back Top 5. We have not had a Top 5 in a while J-Man's got a pretty good suggestion, and we will be giving that to you next week. J-Man, what's up, brother? I'm doing well. I'm a little bit hurt by what you just said because you you said you wanted to rip TV programming this week. I thought it was a great week of TV programming. Uh, Yes, anytime you have a singles competitor that has not been relevant in five years, pin three main eventers. Okay, so if you can't tell, there's a little bit of heat on the beginning of this podcast because Ross and I have been arguing for Kofi four Kingston's straight days about what happened on Tuesday night. <laughs> it has been actually I shouldn't say four straight days because we started arguing last night about this, but then we also had another argument about something else that I was also quite surprised about. Oh, earlier today when you said that Stone Cold Steve Austin is not the goat kind of disrespectful stuff is that i'm sorry if you're telling me who the two most influential wrestlers of all time are it's not hogan and flair it is hogan and it's flair. not hogan and it flair. Is. it's hogan and stone cold and stone cold's better than than hogan just because you're stuck in your attitude era of it's love not about fest me. you could have put stone cold anywhere anywhere he was you... in wcw and ecw for a while just saying and he was beginning to gain more momentum and more momentum. Well, and you more said momentum. anywhere. Flair and Hogan were pretty much a big deal, pretty much everywhere they went. Still are. Still oh legends. Just saying. Right. This it's week okay. is not <laughs> us breaking down the fact that Kofi Kingston pinned three main eventers. Oh, if I only were. He's a future Hall of Famer, but go ahead. Let's not go down that road, shall we? <laughs> Kofi Kingston is the road dog of the new day. That's that right. Is, that is road dog. All right, go ahead. Let's get Big E over instead. Hey, let's have them not come out to a Scooby Doo announce set. How about that? How about that? How about let's not have them recreate the barbershop window? Why? Because it was better with them not in it. How are you? Why are you getting mad at the New Day for being in the barbershop when everybody else went ahead and did a HBK related thing? Day sucks. New. Nakamura laid down and he New did like the Deadpool shot. Remember the Deadpool shot when he's laying in front of the freaking look fireplace? All right. That's what Nakamura did. Well, that's great. So, then why the hell are you not going ahead and judging him? On I that? didn't see those photos. Be, okay, I whatever. was, okay, I was, fine. I was too interested in Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. <laughs> okay, there you go. It's just the way it is. Hey man, you can call me a pig if you want. I'm I not just, calling you, you a know. pig. No, that has nothing to do with it. I'm just saying you're taking shots at the New Day for the for their segment of the HBK. Uh, portrait if you will i'm just talking about nakamura and you're not taking any shots at nakamura uh no i'm not because he's irrelevant the new new day also basically irrelevant in my book you you are out of your mind <laughs> elimination <laughs> chamber 2019 it's our preview and prediction show as we started this year off at the royal rumble we are keeping score yes j-man and i both picked 11 winners at the uh royal rumble and nxt since we're counting the nxt show 
There's not an NXT show coming up this Sunday, as uh, there are only a few takeover shows every year. Right. I believe there's five. The next NXT show will be what they are calling, not NXT Brooklyn, they are calling it NXT New York, which is a big difference. Obviously, WrestleMania is taking place in Jersey, so WrestleMania is taking over New York Metro. So basically, not just like Brooklyn. Manhattan, Brooklyn, whatever. Okay. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the NXT and Raw and SmackDown will take place at Barclays in Brooklyn. Mania is taking place at MetLife. And then they'll probably do WrestleMania access somewhere in Manhattan. Probably at the Manhattan Center, maybe even at the at the Garden. You never know. Oh uh, no, they'll have it out in Times Square with all the other uh, people would, out there. Hey, you know what? That would actually that wouldn't surprise me at all. That would be a mob right there. It would be crazy. Yes, you're absolutely correct. So uh, we only have one pay per view to preview and predict this week. There are only seven, seven matches, matches as of this moment. Mm-hmm. That means if there is an extra st- pre show match, it will not count against us. Right. Uh, and there are some changes to the card. We'll get to them. I do want to go over a very brief news section mm-hmm. this week, and it actually deals with Elimination Chamber in uh, perhaps a change in a finish, perhaps a change in a competitors in a match. Yeah. And Uso got arrested. Three hours, uh, four hours ago, as of right now. Um, Jimmy Uso, husband to Naomi, brother of Jay. Uh, Naomi and Jimmy Uso were driving around. I think they were doing a house show in Detroit earlier this evening. And um, Naomi was driving the vehicle. She was driving in a one-way street and driving in the opposite direction Mm -hmm. when uh, Detroit police went ahead and pulled her over. Um, They were doing their due diligence. Uh, Reports are saying Jimmy got out of the vehicle, starting to get a little hostile with Detroit PD, took off his jacket, took off his shirt, which I believe may have been a Mandy Rose shirt, not sure, um, and decided to square up uh, a la Sonya Deville. (laughs) Did he put his hair up, though? Well, he probably did have it up already. Probably. Because he always him and him and Jay like so, to rock the buns. So what we're saying is that Naomi was driving. Correct. They got pulled over. The car reeked of booze. Yeah, so we Jimmy don't was know, definitely under the influence. But we don't know if Naomi was under the influence. They have not stated anything in regards to the sort. The so, only thing that is confirmed is Jimmy was booked to jail. Okay. Naomi was not. So that can only tell me that Naomi wasn't driving under the influence at all. They probably well, we could assume. We could assume. That they did a field sobriety test that she was not drinking, which is good for her. Which is good, which is hopefully the right thing. And I can totally understand why she would get, why she'd be driving down a one-way street. It's Detroit. Detroit's a big city. They got a lot of different little roads. So this is like so this is Jimmy's third offense. This is Jimmy's third offense since 2009, since being with World Wrestling Entertainment. Okay. Um, some of you may know Jay, his twin brother, was arrested for the exact same situation last January. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Jimmy was arrested back in 2010 for a DUI. A couple of years later, he was on probation and got pulled over with a suspended license based off that last DUI. And now, again, this situation. Again, he Fountain wasn't of driving. Information. Yeah. So this is uh, it's a big situation because I think last week or two weeks ago, you and I were reporting the fact that the Usos contracts are coming up at the end of April. And if they're trying to renegotiate for a bigger and better contract from WWE, Jimmy pulling this off is not the greatest of, of situations, especially given the fact that Jay's already got that situation lingering from last year. 
Does this mean they're still wrestling on Sunday? As of right now, WWE released a statement saying that Jonathan Fatu, a.k.a. Jimmy Uso, is responsible for making all of his own choices. They are monitoring the situation and getting the information from local PD. That is WWE's official statement. They have not changed the card. As of right now, we have the Usos versus The Miz and Shane McMahon at Elimination Chamber for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. So I will not be surprised if they make a last-minute change prior to the match where they take out an Uso backstage or something and they can't go. They put in Sanity or they something. They put in the bar. They put in Sanity. They put in whoever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Listen, um, at the end of the day, Miz, Miz and Shane, uh, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Uh, there could be. But I want you to remember this, Ross and, and listeners. When Jay got arrested last year, they didn't do anything to him. He showed up the next night, the next Thursday or the next Tuesday on SmackDown like if nothing had happened. And up until this point, over one year later, there have been no repercussions towards Jey Uso unless you consider the loss to the Bludgeon Brothers at WrestleMania uh, 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 that. But other than that, nothing. They are still the five-time champions. They had another great 2018. I'm not sure. I don't know if WWE is just going to sweep this under the rug or not. Let's continue on with our news section. What else do you have for us there, J-Man? Uh, Sasha Banks is 100% ready to go, according to WWE doctors and WWE as a whole. The last couple of weeks, you may have noticed that she wasn't wrestling. She was um, on the ring apron, and basically Bailey was doing all the work. Apparently, they had her going out there with Bailey, but she wasn't cleared based off of a couple of shoulder issues that she had from the Ronda Rousey match back at the Royal Rumble. But doctors and WWE are have cleared her, ready to go. So she and Bailey will go ahead and take place uh take their place at the elimination chamber with the women's tag team titles on the line so we will see sasha banks in full participation in that match i'm sure a lot of people are very happy about that uh they are starting the match as well as uh, sonia deville and, and mandy rose, mandy rose. they are starting the match with the other four teams in the pods for the inaugural women's tag team championships what else do we have in the news this week i'm going to go ahead and end it with this last one because we'll go ahead and discuss the kofi kingston situation when we get to the elimination chamber match in itself but we have discussed aew a lot on this podcast since they became a thing their first event is supposed to be uh, Double or Nothing uh, taking place Memorial Day weekend from Vegas at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. Ross, would you like to know how long it took them to sell out all uh, Double or Double or Nothing? I believe pre-sale was earlier this week. Correct. Was it Monday or Tuesday? Was 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 the pre-sale? Uh, Monday. I believe they sold out within the first wait, wait. four minutes. Okay, I was gonna say okay. Yeah, within the first five. Yeah. yeah, within the first five or ten minutes, apparently, according to reports, according to Cody, according to Brandy Rhodes, it took them four minutes to sell out the Grand Garden Arena at MGM. It's impressive. That's very impressive. Um, for those of you who don't know, the MGM Grand Garden Arena sits about ten to fifteen thousand people. This is where all the major boxing fights is. Excuse me, all the major boxing fights and all the major UFC fights we used to take place at before they opened the new T-Mobile Arena in in uh, off the Strip in Vegas. So, for them to sell this out again, a similar venue to the Sears to the Sears Center uh, in Chicago for All In. Just massive congratulations to Cody and to Cody and the Young Bucks and everybody associated with uh, with with AEW. This is huge. And guess who gave another shout out to AEW for selling out uh, Double or Nothing in four minutes? Would you like to know? It was Dwayne the Rock Johnson yet again. Uh, for those of you who don't know, apparently Rock is still really plugged into pro wrestling. 
for a guy who's super busy with making movies and making shows and doing all that stuff, Rock is really plugged in, and it's just super cool to witness. It really is because it makes you, it reminds you, Rock's love for the business never left. And the only reason why he's been doing movies is because he just enjoys doing them. It's not because it's, I mean, sure, yes, the money is better. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, Rock could go anywhere right now in WWE, AEW, NJPW. He could go anywhere for one appearance and make what anybody else makes in a year for one night. But, you know, I'm, what I'm just saying is Rock's love for pro wrestling is still there. It never left, and it's awesome to see. Pretty good card, by the way. Hangman Page versus Pac, yep. a.k.a. Neville. SoCal Uncensored, that would be uh, Kazarian, Scorpio, Sci- Scorpio Sky, and Christopher Daniels versus uh, basically to be announced. Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. Yep, that should be, that's going to be the and main then, event. And uh, then Dr. Britt Baker, uh, Nyla Rose, and Kylie Ray in a triple threat. Yeah, women's for those of you match. who didn't know, Britt Baker, that is Adam Cole's girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. So, good start. Very uh, good. The, the event is not until May the 25th. Yeah, Memorial so Day got, weekend. Yes. Yeah. So they've got plenty of time. Yes, they do. Uh, to fill that out. And uh, if you said, MGM Grand Garden Arena holds just over 17,000. There you go. That's a, I mean, it's not. It's a no-joke place. If they sold that out, they're probably going to go ahead and close it off. It wouldn't surprise me that they're probably going to have about maybe thirteen to 14,000 people in that arena. Because, again, it's, it's going to be a similar setup how WWE sets up their arenas where they go ahead and take up that like south end of the of an arena they have to block it off because they got to do the stage and then they go ahead and put all the seats on the floor and do all that if they sold that out that's mm-hmm. about 13 to 14 thousand that is pretty gosh darn impressive so shout out to aew and shout out to cody and the young bucks that's awesome chamber time yes preview and predictions that is what we are here for this week just figure we get you some news tidbits as I said, uh, we we will be watching the pay-per-view. We will have a post-show for the pay-per-view on Sunday. We'll give you all of our reactions to it. So let's just jump right into this. Let's do it, Elimination man. Chamber 2019 emanating from Houston, Texas. James Harden's the, uh, house. At the Toyota Center where the Houston Rockets play. Um, I know your, we Your boy, James Harden. Indeed. Arizona State. ASU alum. Rep them. We do have another pay-per-view between now and WrestleMania. After this, we will talk about Fastlane uh, probably in the coming weeks. Yep. And then, of course, WrestleMania emanating from New Jersey. Oh, yeah. This year. So, Elimination Chamber, we already actually have one major change to the card. We may have another change, as we alluded to. Uh, Jimmy Uso got in some legal trouble. So we don't know if they are still in the match or what they are doing. We also have a replacement for the men's elimination chamber match. There was no qualifying match. There was no decision. It was just Kofi Kingston's just in the match. Or actually, they they said one of the New Day members was going to be in it. Which, by the way, whenever they let the New Day choose, they always choose Kofi. I don't get it. They chose Kofi for Money in the Bank. They chose Kofi for this. Well, I think that I think the reason why they chose Kofi for Money in the Bank was because he's a spot monkey, and I mean that in the kindest way possible. Sure, that's pro- sure. that's not what I meant. You, hey, <laughs> you hooligan. If, yeah. if if I were to say that, it'd be different. Hey, just for saying. those of you who don't listen to this podcast regularly, spot monkey means do big moves, high risk maneuvers. That's what a spot monkey is. Oh, just sure. clarifying that. Oh, I'm sure you would say that that's what Mustafa Ali is, right? He is a spot monkey. Okay. 
That's what he was going to do. He was going to do an 054 off one of the chambers, off one of the pods, I should say. Mustafa Ali was not medically cleared to participate in this match, so he was replaced by Kofi Kingston. Right. They had a match on SmackDown to determine what, who would be what. The last entrant into the chamber? Yes. Similar to last year's Elimination Chamber match. So, uh, Kofi Kingston pinned Daniel Bryan. Mm Mm-hmm. He pinned Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Samoa Joe, and he pinned Joe, and then AJ beat him, and then Orton hit one move and pinned AJ. Correct. So Orton will be the last person in for the Elimination Chamber, but Kofi Kingston is going to be in that match. We will be saving that match in our preview for last. For well, I guess last. I was I was gonna I was actually gonna ask you if you wanted to do the uh, inaugural women's tag match last no, because that might close the show. Uh, as as great as it's gonna be, I think we should have saved that for second to last because again, I don't see that main eventing this this show. It's WWE. I know it's WWE. I will not be surprised if the inaugural women's tag team belts main event the show, which means that the WWE title would be opening the show. Which is going to be ridiculous. But again, I need to go back to last year where the women's title, the Raw women's title, the first time taking place in the Elimination Chamber, and it did not main event. True. To me, that was a bigger deal than the women's tag team belts. I'm just saying. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I'm just saying, if you want to base it off of that, uh, I mean, who was in that match? It was Alexa Bliss, Mickey James, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Mandy and Sonya. Mandy and Sonya. There you go. And they didn't event... They didn't main event. I don't see the women's tag team titles main eventing. That's no disrespect to them. It's just, I just don't see it main eventing. The WWE title in an elimination chamber is as big as it can possibly get. And I think that should be the main event. But we'll go ahead and get to it. But I think we should talk about that second to last. All right. Pre-show, as of this moment, is once again the Cruiserweight title. Buddy Murphy and Akira Tozawa. Uh, probably because, well, they're a separate show, and this is a Raw and SmackDown-branded uh, pay-per-view again. So the they're Royal basically Rumble was everything, and they still were on the free pre-show. Uh, so Tazawa won a qualifying match, beating Cedric Alexander, Leo Rush, and Umberto Carrillo, who actually is turning a lot of heads in WWE. Showed up in 205 Live. He's been on several events on NXT. Uh, I've actually now heard him... Heard him. I've now... Yeah, I've now heard him cut multiple promos. Guy's not bad. Yeah. Give him some more time. Uh, He works a very uh, distinct style. I'll be interested to see uh, how they use him going forward, if he's going to be a 205 Live guy, if they're going to use him on NXT. If they're going to ever bump him up to the main roster. You never know. I mean, I was as shocked as anybody that Mustafa Ali just got called up to SmackDown all of a sudden. So you never know. Uh, but Tazawa won. It was a little surprising. I didn't think they were going to put uh, Carrillo in the match, and I didn't think they were going to put Leo in the match, but at the same time, they could have put Cedric in the match, gotten the uh, rematch from uh, Super Showdown. Yeah. And actually, did they wrestle one time more after Super Showdown? I think they did, and I think Cedric lost. Of course he lost. Yeah. So, um, so Tazawa? If I'm not mistaken, actually, it was Cedric Alexander versus uh, Buddy Murphy at TLC. Yes, it was. Yes. It was. I don't see any reason for Buddy Murphy to drop his title, especially, I mean, uh, I know, was it Tazawa who beat, who, no, of course, how could I ever forget that? It was Enzo that beat Neville. Still, I, I, I still cannot believe that. Tazawa yeah. beat somebody for the title. Tazawa beat, um... 
I'm going to have to look this up. I apologize. Brian Kendrick, if I'm not mistaken. Is that who he beat? Oh, no. Wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. No, he was champion. He beat Neville. He did beat Neville, and then Neville won it back. And then, yes. And then yes. And, and then Neville had the title, and then Enzo beat him. That is correct. So it went uh, It went TJ Perkins, Kendrick, Brian Kendrick, Swan. Rich Swan, Neville, Tazawa, Neville, Enzo, uh, Alexander. Nope. No, I'm sorry. Enzo. Kalisto. Kalisto. Enzo. Then Enzo. Then Cedric Alexander, and now Buddy Murphy. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I just, right off the top of the dome, bro. Not trying to give well, myself a pat it, on the back, but. And I don't blame you because Kalisto won a lumberjack match and dropped it two weeks later. Back to Enzo. Yeah. It's very forgettable. True. And by the way, Tazawa only held the belt for like five weeks? days. Oh, jeez. Not even close. Because uh, he won ne- it on Raw, didn't he? He won it on Raw, and then yeah. Neville won it on that on that uh, pay per view, which would be SummerSlam. He just won the match back. Re- so Tazawa was the champion for a week, and this is uh, one of his few title opportunities he's had. I mean, he's been in Fatal Four Ways and that type of thing, but uh, singles match. So I've got Buddy Murphy. Uh, I have a feeling they're going to have Buddy Murphy just hold this until WrestleMania, if not longer. Well, I mean, I, I don't even know who would beat him at WrestleMania, to be honest with you. And yeah, by the way, I'm going with Muddy, with Buddy Murphy as well. I, I just don't know who they have prepped down Cedric? there. Cedric? Again? I don't know. If anybody, if it was going to be anybody, I would have thought it would have been Mustafa. Well, but, un, well, unfortunately, most of the good characters on that show are heels. Yeah. Gulak. Unless, unless they turn Gulak face. I, I mean, I guess they could. They could. Um. I'll tell you who else is turning heads in the uh, in that division is uh, Mr. Davari. I was gonna, you know what? I know that obviously we can't talk about it because it's pay per view night. But they had a really, and I mean a really good no disqualification match on two hundred five lives two hundred five live this week between Noam Dar and Tony Nice. True. No Noam Dar would be a really wonderful person to go ahead and put in the in the cruiserweight title. Uh, he 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 just came back from injury. Yes, he did. So, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. He 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 and was then, out with injury. Then he was kayfabe injured. Right. And then they brought. And him then, back, or so. you can go ahead and do Tony Nice. Maybe you can have Tony Nice turn face. Or you never know. You could go ahead and just have Buddy Murphy turn face, but then have another heel go ahead and take the title. I mean, Murphy and Nice do have that association. Yeah. You could so they do would that. be like they could go ahead and turn on one another and whatnot. But True. we'll get we'll get to that at some point. Right now, we got to stick to what's going on, and I say it's Buddy Murphy. He's the best cruiserweight on the roster. Period. Bar none. Nobody's on his level right now. And there's nothing against Tazawa, and it's I think not. Tazawa and Murphy will probably have a very good match on the pre-show, It'll be given very the fact passable, that they'll yes. probably be given 15 minutes. As they should. Because I think it's going to be the only pre-show match. As of right now, because there's no way in heck that they're putting Baron Corbin on the pre-show. I'm sorry, Braun Strowman on the pre-show. There's just So, no. Buddy Murphy will retain the Cruiserweight Championship J-Man in agreement with me. I will move to the only other match, or I will move to the only match that is not for a title. It is a no-disqualification match between Mr. Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin. Braun Strowman was booed at the Royal Rumble. Seth Rollins beat him. He caught a 30-second promo backstage, and he was instantly over and cheered as a babyface again. And he's been very, very cheered over the past three weeks. And Baron Corbin sticking with the fact that he is one of the most dastardly heels on the Raw roster, and he plays his character very well. Yep. That being said, um, it is a no-disqualification match. I am always weary of no-disqualification matches due to the fact that a lot of times in no-disqualification matches – 
They don't do a lot of no disqualification things. Uh, perhaps tables will be involved, or perhaps chairs will be involved, perhaps they'll brawl in the crowd, perhaps whatever. I mean, I could see this being a fun fight. Yes. I could also see this being a complete squash. Uh, I can too. Um, I think I can see this being what happened at TLC, except it's just Braun dominating this time. And we talk about no disqualifications because the two main events are taking place inside the Elimination Chamber. This is going to be probably the only time that we see the announce table get completely busted open. And I wouldn't be surprised if Strowman throws Corbin through one of the announce tables. Um, I'm going with Braun Strowman, and it's not even close on this one. I understand that there's no disqualifications and there's shenanigans going to be running amok, but I mean, it, I'll tell you this. If McIntyre gets involved, Kurt Angle's going to get involved. So it's going to go ahead and just be an end up be something of that nature. Uh, Braun and Kurt stood tall at the end of Raw, right? Uh, along with Finn Balor, yes. It's normally a bad omen for the pay-per-view. However, I agree. Braun Strowman needs this win much more than Baron Corbin does. Yes. Plus, again, as usual, the heels can always get their heat back next week. So give but Braun Strowman the win. And though, well, here's the thing: they're going to slowly build Braun Strowman back up. Uh -huh. He's not going to be in the main event scene. Perhaps they're going to give him a win. Maybe he'll feud with Lashley, which I realize people are not excited about, but it'll be different. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll put together a good match. Maybe. So I've got Braun Strowman winning this match as well. Oh, this is good. This there's there's a. There is a difference between a squash and a fun squash. This is going to be a fun squash. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So Braun Strowman is our pick for the no disqualification match. I expect Braun Strowman to be triple teamed in this match, and he's just going to overcome the odds. I agree. So I expect Drew, maybe Bobby. Maybe I expect Kurt Angle to show up and help out Strowman. Though. So do I. But, you know, maybe this will be a chance for uh, other members of the babyface side of the roster to kind of help Braun Strowman. That's true. So. Ron Strowman is the pick from the panel of us. Yes. We're great two. judges. Uh, let's go with, yeah, let's just get it out of the way. Miz and Shane McMahon versus the Usos. What we believe will be the Usos. For the SmackDown Tag Team titles. I would have told you that they were preparing a Miz-Shane McMahon feud for WrestleMania. I no longer think that. And it goes back to, I genuinely think it is better to leave them as a tag team instead of just immediately splitting them up. And the problem is when you do that, you have to turn Shane McMahon heel and he has to get heat on the Miz. Because I was going to say, they're going to because they're going to cheer the wrestler. I agree. 99% of the time, I would agree with you. Yeah. Um, just as an example, I remember when Triple H and Vince were feuding, and that was the night where Vince won the WWF title. Mm -hmm. uh, Vince, of course, was getting cheered, and he was always been the evil boss. Right. That was a very slim instance where they wouldn't cheer the wrestler. Right. And then in this particular instance, I think that Miz has done good enough work over the past couple of years where even the marks are. I mean, heck, we've seen Brooklyn crowds be eating out of the palm of Miz's hand True. because he was in the same ring as Roman Reigns and John Cena. Miz was the most over wrestler in that promo. Do you well, remember that? that's probably because they wanted to actively boo John Cena and actively boo Roman true, Reigns. So part of that is they just wanted to cheer the guy that wasn't those two. That's true, but 
Miz has been gaining a lot of momentum and a lot of fans over the past year and a half, maybe two years. And in this particular case, I could honestly see them cheering for the Miz over Shane O'Mac. Just saying. So I hope they don't go that way. I'm along with you. I think this match is going to be short. Would you have said that yesterday? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because this whole gimmick is that these two guys are just crazy enough to just run through their division. I mean, they've already beaten the bar. They're just going to beat the Usos. They'll probably beat the New Day. That's the thing. I mean, the Usos and the New Day, as much as I love the bar, the Usos and the New Day are the epitome of the tag team division in WWE, more so than even in the rival than the revival. And the revival is physically probably the second best tag team in WWE right now. Congrats to the revival, by the way, yes. winning the Raw tag team titles. In a very good match on Monday Night Raw. Um, I would be shocked if this is a match that's less than five minutes long, but it wouldn't surprise me, not because of the Miz and Shane McMahon's booking, but because of what transpired earlier this evening that we just talked about in our news segment with Jimmy Uso getting arrested. So that's why I'm going to agree with you, and I'm going to pick Miz and Shane O'Mac to retain the titles. I would be shocked if the Usos won this match, even if they, they win by dastardly heels. I would be shocked. If the Usos wrestle, Jimmy is getting pinned. Oh, without a doubt. If they don't, if they don't wrestle, for instance, I could see them just saying the bar are getting a title match. Which, I mean, they I mean, they never got a rematch. And I understand that we are now in the era of no rematch clauses. Yeah, hey, I'm okay with that. I mean, whatever. That's BS. The bar deserve... Bar deserve a rematch, but whatever. You like an auto rematch? I don't. If you don't deserve if it, you don't deserve it. If the match was good, yeah. I mean, the match was, it was quality. It's subjective. That's fair. Plus, yeah, but yeah. it was, I mean, really, people were excited for the shooting star press. That's about true. it. Yeah, no, that's true. Let's. Oh, and Cesaro did the swing for the first time in forever yes. in the day. When, you, when the only two moments of the entire match people care about are a swing, mm-hmm. which Shane McMahon immediately no-sells, but yeah. Mm-hmm. and then... A shooting star press. Yep. I don't know if that's a good match. Uh, that's fair. We are both picking The Miz and Shane McMahon to retain the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. It blows my mind that I'm picking them over the best tag team in the world. Over the real best tag team And in yet the world. they're in jeopardy because if it's a three-strike rule, Jimmy Uso could be out of a job. Yes, and it's true. Unless I mean, you're Randy Orton, and then you get like seven chances. You, know, it's the Randy you Orton never rule. know. I think, I think the Usos are on that level. We have Ronda Rousey versus Ruby Riot for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. This, of course, spurned from the fact that uh, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan both lost singles matches to Ronda Rousey on the same edition of Monday Night Raw. Of course, Ronda Rousey's big feud is with Becky Lynch. And Charlotte Flair. And now Charlotte Flair because Becky Lynch was suspended and Charlotte got to take her place. You were just loving that right now hey if she's gonna be a baby face make her overcome the odds okay makes perfect sense i'm okay with this and when they're in atlanta for raw for rick flair appreciation night rick flair needs to say something dastardly to the point where becky lynch can slap him and make a mockery out of him and then she can be the man will will becky even be in the building because she's storyline suspended oh she'll show up i know she will because wwe because she's a rebel she is Mm mm-hmm did you see that promo that she went ahead and cut the other day? She was like, I'm suspended, but I'm being asked to come back on Raw. I don't get it. Okay. It was hilarious. 
If she wears a vest, I'm done. She's wearing a leather jacket. Uh, even Stone Cold said that she's the most over thing in wrestling right now. How could you just not accept that? I'm not saying she's the next Stone Cold. I haven't been saying that. Everybody mm-hmm. else is saying it. Mm-hmm. What I'm telling you is WWE is booking her like Stone Cold, and even Stone Cold is saying that she's the most over thing in wrestling. Okay. I'm just saying. Keep just, getting mad at me for nothing. Just don't wear a vest. <laughs> and by the way, if the vest says... If the vest says SCBL, done. <laughs> done. You're going on another sabbatical? Done. No, I just I just will speak only ill of it, ever. Okay. Oh, babyface champion? Nope, don't care. Don't That's care. Fair. Not okay. likable. Anyway, Ronda Rousey is facing Ruby Riot. Uh, Ruby Riot's not winning. Uh, I, you look. know what? Okay, here's the messed up thing, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but one thing that I found really messed up towards Ruby Riot is that the last week they're saying you're going to face Ronda Rousey, you're going to face Ronda Rousey. You're supposed to say you're going to face the winner of Ronda Rousey and Ruby Riot. They are totally burying Ruby Riot, and she hasn't even had the match yet. Well, and let's be honest, ever since they flopped Absolution, aka Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville with Paige, now Fire and Desire. Yes. Which desire is Mandy Rose for anybody that did not know that? I did not know that until we got off the elevator. There you go. Yeah. Fire is uh, the uh, the fists and kicks of Sony Deville. Exactly. Yeah. So, ever since the Riot Squad came to Raw, yeah. they've been a little bit on the diminished side. They have. It's kind of messed up. And it's really affected Ruby Riot, who they've kind of protected, but now since it's been this long. Like, they're protecting her for this, which doesn't really help her. No, it doesn't. And it it makes us kind of look bad because we're the ones that said that Ruby Riot was going to be one of the breakout stars of 2019, and it's just not off to a good start. It's kind of frustrating because she deserves a lot better. No disrespect to Ronda, of course. Ronda is the epitome of the Raw women's division. No, they're just just setting up for their big main event that they are probably setting up to main event WrestleMania, which Mm -hmm. that's a whole other story about what certain people actually think is the most important thing to come out of WrestleMania. Mm. And I get that people want to see Becky overcome the odds and beat Charlotte and Ronda, and that is a cool story. Yeah. But for those of us that are sick and tired of Brock Lesnar holding a belt hostage for two years. Which is everybody who's a wrestling fan. We want to see Seth Rollins slay the beast. Yes, we do. Dean Ambrose wants to see Seth Rollins slay the beast. Everybody does. I know. It's crazy. But listen, I love Ruby Riot. I do really like Ruby Riot. I think she's a really good wrestler. Her promo skills are actually on par with a lot of the women in the division. It's just it's so frustrating to note that she's going to get squashed in like 10 minutes. And and who knows? Maybe they'll go ahead and book her to go ahead and do a, have a really good match. And you know what? Have a, something very interesting has been going on the last four weeks, Ross. Have you noticed the women's champion of SmackDown has been nowhere near television? I'm curious as to maybe... I have, I have, I have, I have, actually I have four words for you on that front. Okay. Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair. That's they're, fair. They're now both on Raw. And and even with them being on Raw, she's still not on SmackDown. But I was going to say maybe Ruby has a good enough showing against Ronda where maybe they send Ruby over and maybe we get Asuka versus Ruby. Who knows? I mean, that's just because we thought that yeah. because we were really excited that we could get the rematch between Asuka and Charlotte because mm-hmm. I, I was really excited. I know you were really excited. and It'd be a great way to keep the one-on-one match between Becky and Ronda, and then you have the SmackDown women's title have just as big of a, of a moment. Mm-hmm. But since you're going to put Charlotte and Ronda, or I'm sorry, Charlotte and Becky along with Ronda, 
for the triple threat for Raw, that leaves Asuka with no dancing partner and a dancing partner you could add that is not of the same caliber as her unless maybe just have Ruby Riot have a really good showing against Ronda. She's not going to beat Ronda. And mind you, Charlotte's going to be ringside for this match. She announced it. So get ready for some shenanigans after that bell rings when Ronda defends. I'm sure that we will see Becky, I'm sorry, Charlotte get in there and start beating the snot out of Ronda. And don't be surprised if Becky shows up in Houston. Just throwing that out there. So we both picked Ronda Rousey we are. to win this match. So far, we have literally picked every match the same. Yes. Now, I do have a question, and I'm sure I'm not going to get the answer because I don't think they explain this. Okay. Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush are in a handicap match against Finn Balor for the Intercontinental Championship. Correct. If Finn Balor pins Leo Rush, he is wins. he the Intercontinental yes, Champion? Yes, he does. Yes, he is. Okay. They did, they, they'd mentioned that, they did mention that on Monday Night Raw. Okay. I must have missed it. So, there you go. Yeah. Corey Graves, I think, announced it towards the end of the six-man tag. Because he was talking, because, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Finn Balor pinned Leo. No, he, I'm sorry, he didn't pin, no, he pinned Bobby Lashley. But he was going on a pinning attempt to Leo Rush, and he said, this could be the fate of Bobby Lashley. What happens if Balor uh, pins By the way, Balor did pin Leo Rush. I thought it was, no, he pinned Lashley. Uh, he pinned Leo Rush. Oh, I, I saw it, and I saw that Strowman power slammed Lashley and then he dropped him with coup de gras. This says he pinned Rush. What what is that? W.com or hmm? oh, I think they might be wrong because I saw it with my own two eyes. Regardless, yeah. he won. He's getting a title match here. Yeah. He just came off of losing to uh, Brock Lesnar, which by the way, I'm still upset at the fact that literally they made him look like an absolute chump. Yeah. He hits coup de gras and then Brock Lesnar just no-sells it, mm-hmm. and Finn Balor just taps out. Yeah. I don't see a reason to take the belt off of Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. Um, you there, there are a lot more things you can do with Bobby Lashley being in a title match at WrestleMania and having Finn Balor do anything else. I realize that probably means, like, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, but... I just I just don't see a reason. I mean, I realize we kind of played hot potato because Rollins had it and then Ambrose had it and then they took it off of him and put, put Lashley, on Lashley on the belt and I don't like it when they play hot potato with the belt. I guess I guess to me I just don't see a great reason to have Balor win yet. Like if they were going to have Balor win, it would make sense if he won at Mania. And even then like he just lost to Brock Lesnar, but he's getting another title shot for another belt. Like I I just well, look at it this way. Our uh, truth was supposed to be the number 30 entrant, got busted up by Nia Jackson, and won the U.S. title the next two nights. Okay, but at least storyline-wise, I could say I got screwed out of my chance to be fighting for the WWE title. Mm-hmm. Let me have a United States title match. You don't have anybody else? Let me let me show you what I got. No, oh, I right. just won you're the right. match, and then somebody else challenges me, and I just beat them? Mm-hmm. Especially for a belt that basically means nothing. That's true. Uh, so... I'm picking Bobby Lashley, and now here's what's really funny, because I'm assuming that if Leo Rush pins Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley's still the champion. Correct. I will not be surprised if Leo Rush pins Finn Balor. That would be really interesting. And I'm not saying that would so... Actually, I could see them both pinning Finn Balor. What? Like, 
like Lashley picks up Rush, puts him on top, and kind of pushes just him kinda, down. Mm, yep. uh, similar to what he did to Santino Morella when Santino Morella beat Umaga. Yes. Yes. So that is the finish I am predicting. I am predicting they both pin Finn Bauer and uh, Lashley retains the Intercontinental title. So this has been the one one of two matches that I have had constant uh, playing around with in my head all day when making these choices. My heart wants to say pick Finn Balor. However, I think the moment of winning the IC title and Finn Balor just flat out winning another singles title in WWE should be reserved for WrestleMania. So this is a handicap match. Lashley was doing good with the title right now. It would make Lashley look like an absolute chump if Finn Balor were to beat him in a handicap match along with Leo Rush. It really would. Um, it would make Leo Rush look really bad because he's completely non-helpful to, to Bobby Lashley. So I'm going to go with Lashley retaining. I'm not going to say both of them pin. Well, I think what it's going to be is a matter of Balor hitting coup de gras on Leo Rush. Okay. And then Lashley coming back in and then just spearing him out of his boots and then hitting him with the power slam and winning. So basically, Rush takes the fall for him, but Lashley's able to come back. I could see uh, power slam, frog splash, double pin. But then that would really make... I, I understand that it's a two-on-one situation, but it would make Balor look really weak. But and you've I already made him look weak. But, I mean, he lost to Brock in a competitive match. In a That's match where he hit his finisher and Brock completely no-sold it and Finn just tapped out. I understand that, but, you know, when he went toe-to-toe with the Beast and he was toe-to-toe as much as Styles and Daniel Bryan was, I understand that he tapped out. I get that, but I don't know. I just, the, listen, the whole handicap situation looks, uh, it would just make him look bad. I think that they should make him look somewhat strong. There should be some semblance of making him look somewhat strong. But I'm still taking Lashley winning. All right, so we are five for five. Yes, the same department. Yep. I have a feeling. I have a feeling we're going to differ, at least on one of the final two matches. Yes. The inaugural WWE Women's Tag Team Championships being being uh, decided. In a tag team elimination chamber match, I believe this is only the second ever tag team elimination chamber match. That is correct. It is, and obviously it's the second ever all women's elimination chamber match. Uh, do you know who won the first one? I do. It was the primetime players. No. Wait, wait, hold on. The primetime players were in the match. It wasn't. It wasn't the new day. It was the new day. Was it really? I thought that the primetime players beat the new day. Primetime players, Kid and Cesaro, the Ascension, the Lucha Dragons, and Los Matadores. Who was the actual defending tag team champions? Was it Tyson Kidd and? It uh, was New Day. It was New Day. So they they defended in the elimination chamber, huh? Wow, that was in what was it? 2015, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, 2018, uh, Raw, that was Alexa Bliss beating Sasha Bailey, Mickey James, Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose. Mm -hmm. And then Roman defeated Braun Strowman, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Cena, Elias, and The Miz. In the first ever seven-man elimination chamber match. In which Braun Strowman eliminated everyone except Roman Reigns. I still remember 
sitting at the establishment and going, call, call an, an audible. audible. I yelled. I People looked at me and were like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Somebody call an audible. This man needs an audible. Yes. And then, of course, uh, Bray Wyatt won in 2017. Right here in Phoenix. Right here in Phoenix. They did not have an elimination chamber in 2016. They did not. So, uh, so it's, again, double chambers. So the first one, we have Nia Jax and Tamina versus the Riot Squad, represented by Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, Fire and Desire, the Iconics, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, Bailey and Sasha Banks, or uh, the Boss and Hug Connection, the Boss and Hug Connection, and Naomi and Carmella, because they had to have another team for SmackDown. Their names are Fabulous Glow. Okay. <laughs> I was I was gonna go with the Long Island rear view. <laughs> That's a good one. Too sweet me, man. Or the or the uh or the or the glow princesses or something. I don't know. Something weird like that. Because she's the princess of Staten Island. That's true. Just uh, saying. You know, Cass it, and Jimmy's uh, well, it's not big Cass anymore. Down since day one ish? I don't know. Uh, one, yeah. Leopard glow. I, I don't know. It's it, it's stupid. It is okay. Uh, so there were two matches this week: one on Raw, one on SmackDown. The loser of the match had to start the chamber. Uh, Sasha, who was kayfabe injured, she is now cleared. Actually, I mean she was injured, but uh, that's why she really wasn't wrestling the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. They lost, so they are starting on the Raw side, and then. Surprisingly, very surprisingly, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, I believe, got pinned by the Iconics. No, no, no. They got pinned by Naomi. Okay. Mandy Rose took the pin from Naomi. You're right. Your girl. The Iconics attacked afterwards. Yes, they That's did. what I was thinking yes. of. So we have Bailey and Sasha Banks, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville starting with the other four teams on or in the chambers. So. Oh. This is tough. It is really because tough. if I'm going with the wrestling part of me, mm-hmm. they should actually pick some 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 group that's an actual team instead of just two individual wrestlers because they do this all the time with the tag division. And I would like to clarify that Bailey and Sasha have been together for so long that they are basically considered a tag team. Because right, they've been tag teaming since like 2016. Here's what I will say: because they are starting the match, I do not see Mandy and Sonya winning now. I also do not see Naomi and Carmella winning. I also do not see the Riot Squad winning. So really, to me, it comes down to Naya and Tamina. Yes, Naya and Tamina, the Iconics, or Bailey and Sasha. And the only reason I say Bailey and Sasha is because... They're the most from baby face. From a baby face fighting against the odds, mm-hmm. it makes the most sense. Yes. If you want to go with the overall heat factor, you pick Nia and Tamina. You want to pick the underdog upset pick, you pick the Iconics. That being said, I can't believe I'm doing this. Because I would have told you three weeks ago I was not going to go this route. Hold on. Go ahead. You want the best story? You pick Sasha and Bailey. Oh, my God. First... For two seconds, the, my heart just dropped because I thought you were going where I thought you were going. You had me going there for a second. Now, I would have told you that Mandy and Sonia probably 
have earned it. Yeah. But with I the heels five starting of the this teams match, in this match have earned it. Five of them. You mean for besides sure. Naomi and Carmella? Right. Every yeah. honestly, I, I genuinely mean that. I could see the Riot Squad having a very strong showing in this match, uh, especially since they basically just got obliterated by Ronda Rousey on, on TV Lynch, this week and Becky. Yeah, so I could see them kind of getting a getting a reward for that. Mm-hmm. Um, they may even fight down to the very end. I do think we are getting Sasha and Bailey overcoming the odds. To me, that is the best story. You could have a bunch of different options with your heel tag team division coming out of it. You could have them face Nia and Tamina. You could have them face the Riot Squad. You could have them do lots of different options. Uh, I think a lot of times in this situation, you want to go with the baby faces here especially if you don't think a babyface is winning the WWE Chamber match. I think you've got to have a babyface win this match. So for me, if you're going with the fighting against the odds, they've been a team for a while, you know, Bailey's been pushed a lot, Sasha's still very well liked, they're not going to do the feud between the two of them because they've stopped and started that so many times. So I would say embrace it, go with it, after WrestleMania, you can kind of flip things around. Plus, it's going to be a Raw and SmackDown kind of title. It's not like if you're on Raw, it's only defended on Raw. So they've kind of got options. They can kind of shuffle the deck with what they want to do. I would just have the fans have a, a an actual feel-good moment. I'd give it to the babyface team that's the most over. Mm-hmm. I'd give it to Sasha and Bayley. Who do you think they eliminate? Who do you think that they beat to win, I should say? Probably Nia and Tamina. Okay. Now, I realize there's going to be a lot of groans. Oh, the people we hate ending. That's the whole point, though. That's the point. Yeah. Because I think you're going to see Nia and Tamina eliminate a lot of teams. Yeah. Maybe not all of them, but I do think they're going to eliminate at least two teams. Similar to Braun Strowman last year. They are. So, I could see this being a very... Well, I mean, this is going to be a competitive match. I think everybody's going to look good. Like I said, my prediction is they're going to make the Riot Squad look really good this match. I think the Iconics are going to look really good in this match, I think match the too. Iconics probably have something to prove in this match. Billy Kay, for sure. Peyton Royce is already really I good. I will tell you that I do think oh, this is painful. I do actually, no, I'll change my mind. I do think the first team eliminated is Naomi and Carmella. Really? And the second team eliminated is Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. That pains that, you. That pains me to say that. I know. But if you're going to make the other plus, okay, here's something else. Mm-hmm. What did I just do? I got rid of the other babyface team. Yeah. And I got rid of the heel team that started. Yes. So it's one babyface team against three heel teams. Right. Overcoming the odds. It's true. So you could even have Bailey and Sasha beat the other three teams. Yeah. You could do that, and it wouldn't be surprising if Nia and Tamina are the last te- are, are the, is the last team released. True. Well, they won them. They won their match on Raw, so I guarantee that they're going to be the ones that are released last. And Naomi and Carmelo would be next to last. Yes. There you go. That so I don't think we're going to have an elimination early in the match. Is is, is my point? I think that we're going to go ahead and probably see like 10, 15 minutes worth of action before we. See. It's going to be very similar to the women's Rumble this year where we didn't see an elimination for a very long time. Except for Liv Morgan. Except for Liv Morgan. Who which, lasted four seconds. Which, just right there, they definitely have earned something, have they not? Mm-hmm. Because Liv Morgan got screwed, and Ruby Riot's showing at the Rumble was not as good as it should have been. Hell, mm-hmm. I had her 
in the final four, actually, and she wasn't even close to that. So I just talked about Finn Balor needing to have that big moment at WrestleMania. I would have told you having a major heel win the tag team title match on Sunday would have made sense, and then you have the big babyface tag team women's team win at WrestleMania. Until Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville lost on Tuesday night, which is so gosh darn bad. Like, they should have been the ones to win. They really should have been the ones to win on Tuesday night. Because they have... Uh, now, granted, you, you know, Naomi's been needing to go over on Mandy for a while, but she already has a, had a couple of moments over Mandy. So why did you have to need? Why did you need to give her another one? They, you know, it could have very well been that they could have had their thing at WrestleMania. Blah blah blah. Right. Um. I want to go with my head on this one because to me, saving the moment for WrestleMania is huge, but because of so many different factors. I think that I have to go with Sasha and Bailey as well. <laughs> I because of that's so funny. many different factors, but, but that's not by the. I want this to come across in the sense that I'm not saying Sasha and Bailey don't deserve it. They very much deserve to be the, the first ever women's tag team champions. Sasha has been one of the most decorated women's wrestlers in the past decade, and Bailey is one of the four horsewomen. She's the hugger. That is her nickname. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't take away from the fact that she is a good wrestler. And over the past couple of months, Bailey's been starting to kind of go back on that role that she was on at the end of her NXT run. So I'm not going to knock that. I think that we're finally seeing her get away from the crappiness that was her 2017-2018 run and her kendo on a pole match with Alexa Bliss where she didn't know how to use a kendo stick apparently. Um... I think we're seeing Bailey get away from that. It pains me, though, because I think if they're going to win on Sunday, it would make sense for them to go over on Nia and Tamina. My problem is you make it a Raw versus Raw team match. And I don't want that because there's three teams from Raw and three teams from SmackDown, and I want SmackDown to be equal to Raw, which why, which is why... Had what had Tuesday not ended the way it did, I would have said it makes perfect sense to have Mandy and Sonya versus R Sasha and Bailey, regardless of who won. You'd still have Raw versus SmackDown, and I like that. So you know what, Ross? I'm gonna tell you, Mandy and Sonya are gonna make it to the final two. We're gonna see the two teams that started the elimination chamber be the final two teams. I'm gonna go with Raw with, with Bailey and Sasha. But I'm going to tell you, I think we're going to see Sasha make Mandy tap out to the bank statement. Bold. Very bold. Man. Should we include that into our point system or no? Is that uh, too no. complicated? Let's, let's, I was just uh, trying to differentiate it because we well, picked everything together. We picked everything the same. So far. Yeah. We are six for six. I have a feeling we're going to be seven for seven. I have a feeling too. The Elimination Chamber match, the men's Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship. It is the Planet's Champion, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles versus Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton versus Samoa Joe versus your boy, Kofi Kingston. 
all I said was that it was because of his decorated years of service. That's the reason why he got three wins. Hopefully he doesn't screw up in the ring with Randy Orton again. Nine years ago. And the company hasn't forgotten, have they? And neither have I. You know what? Randy Orton took a dump in some girl's purse, and all of a sudden, nobody talks about that. Randy Orton also has broken the the, uh, wellness violation like seven times, and he's still employed. He's done steroids, and he keeps smoking weed, and nobody tells him anything about that. They just look at the fact that his daughter, Brooklyn, is so cute when she's flying through the air and she can take an RKO. That's it. There you go. <laughs> somebody just somebody just threw something in here. I'm guessing it was you. <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you throw? Whatever is right in front of me, this little piece. Okay. Yeah. Pro- pro- probably not important. Yes. Uh, so, as we mentioned before, Kofi Kingston is taking Mustafa Ali's spot in the match. Randy Orton is coming out last. Yes, he is. I am here to tell you right now, you want to start this match the best way possible because you want two guys to start the match that are great. Yeah. Personally. Do it. I would start Joe and Styles. That's a good one. That's me. Yes. Because I used to be a huge TNA fan. You still are. Yeah, huge TNA fan. I'm less of an Impact fan now, but I mean, I still keep tabs on it. Joe and AJ were awesome. And yes, now seeing them in a main event at a WWE in this huge thing. Plus, I would not have Daniel Bryan start. Plus, he's a heel. Yes. If if he was a babyface, this would be different. Right. And even then, I don't like that storyline for everything. So, I do think we're going to see AJ and Joe. Because I think you want to save Hardy and Kofi getting a lot of their spots in. You're going to save Daniel Bryan. And then you're going to save Orton. Yeah. That's fine. So, me, I would have AJ and Joe start. AJ's your worker, and I, and personally, I just want to see AJ and Joe work. I could see AJ and Hardy. I could see AJ and Kofi. Whatever. That's fine. You have two guys that can work. They're going to last the whole time. Maybe you want to save Joe. Yeah. But for me, I'm picking AJ and Joe. I, th- I think they should start. I will tell you this. I really do think that we're going to see four of these guys last a really long time. I think we're going to see Joe for a while. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see AJ for a while. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see Orton for a while. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to see Brian for a while. That's nothing against Kofi, and that's nothing against Hardy. They need to go in, do their moves, and be eliminated. That's me. I think Daniel Bryan is going to do very little. I think he's going to get attacked a lot, but I don't think he's going – if he picks up pinfalls, it's going to be because somebody hit a finisher and he just rolls up and eliminates a guy. Right. I think the storyline of this match is going to be AJ and Randy are going to try and outdo each other. Which is going to lead to something. It's probably going to It's probably going to lead to uh, – A WrestleMania match. Yes. I agree. I've been saying it for six now, months. Now, here's something else I'll tell you. Go ahead. I think they're going to make Joe very strong. I agree. I think Joe's going to eliminate AJ. I do. (laughs) And I think what? And I think the final two are going to be Daniel Bryan and Samoa Joe. And I think we're going to get. I think we're going to get Joe and Bryan at the very end. And I think Daniel Bryan, the planet's champion, will put Joe in the. LaBelle Lock, whatever it's called now. It's the LaBelle Lock now, yeah. Okay. It's going to put him in the LaBelle Lock. 
and Joe's going to tap. Your winner, and still the planet's cha- – oh, and by the way, Eric Rowan will get involved in this match. Somehow, some way, he's going to get Somehow, some way, like he'll screw over like Jeff Hardy. I, what, I bet you what's going to happen, because you know how they, have, how they have to open the chamber for mm-hmm. somebody to get out? I'm sure he's going to jump on in and probably go ahead and choke slam Somebody. Somebody. It's going to be either AJ or Kofi or mm-hmm. Hardy. Yeah. So I think we're going to see uh, – I think we're going to see Brian tap out Joe and the match and remain the planet's champion, Daniel Bryan. The new Daniel Bryan will retain – the planet's championship it's frustrating because i have it written down in my phone that daniel bryan's gonna win the wwe title elimination chamber match and he was gonna eliminate samoa joe the last person <laughs> i had it it's right here i'll show you right at the top that's exactly what i have written i wrote that up at work i'm frustrated because Ross and I are supposed to be in competition, but gosh darn it, him and I are on the, basically the same brainwave, and it's incredibly frustrating. So I'm going to switch it up. He's forcing me to switch it up because I want to make sure that I win. All right. I love Daniel Bryan. You I should love Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Bryan. He is the best thing going on in the main roster today, period. Like he's He is amazing. I made up a song. Well, not I didn't make up a song, but I did the remix to Captain Planet according to Daniel Bryan. I'd do it right now, but it's just, it's not the same. I want him to be WWE champion through WrestleMania. I really, really I want do. Him to, I want him to be WWE champion through WrestleMania, yes. even to SummerSlam. Yeah, I, it would be perfect. It really would. It would make sense. AJ Styles isn't going to win this match, and no disrespect to AJ Styles, but AJ Styles has already been in the WWE championship picture for quite a while. One. Two, he needs to have his match with Randy Orton because that is the next big money match for AJ Styles and for Randy Orton. Like that is the money match. They're gonna have a if they if they have a match at WrestleMania that will steal the show. Period. Somebody's gonna have to turn babyface who's a heel right now. You and I have been saying for maybe three months that there is a certain somebody that is in this match that needs to turn babyface at this point. He cuts great promos. He is one of the greatest wrestlers to ever lace him up. Samoa Joe needs to turn babyface. Now is the time for Samoa Joe to turn babyface. Every time he walks out to his theme, the chant is Joe, 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 all the time. And when the music cuts off and they're in front of a marquee crowd, of a smart crowd, you don't want to know what the other chant is? Joe is gonna kill you. Joe is gonna kill you. They've been doing that since NXT, and since he got up to the main roster, they've been chaining that ever since. Samoa Joe, when he turns babyface, is gonna be on the same level as what I believe Kevin Owens will be when he turns babyface when he returns. By the way, mind you, he's coming back in a month. Yes. For craps and giggles, this isn't gonna happen, but I'm about to predict. It's not gonna happen. But I'm going to pick it anyways because I want to go ahead and be different to you. Wow. He's actually giving up a win to do this, ladies and gentlemen. Which is why I'm really hoping that Vince just calls an audible. Just call an audible, Vince. Mind you, he had the the chance to not be losing after this pay-per-view, and he's actively choosing to lose. But you know what? Because I want something different. I want something different because... There is no other babyface that's as over as AJ that deserves to be 
in this final slot against Daniel Bryan because two, Kofi Kingston isn't going to be in the final spot. He's just not. Listen, he already had a great shot on Tuesday night, and he killed it. He killed it. He had a great match against Daniel Bryan. He had a solid match against AJ, and he did really good against Samoa Joe, and it was passable with Jeff Hardy for what Jeff Hardy could do. But mm. he's not going to win this match, and he's not going to make it to the final two. He might make it to the final three. I'll give him that. Samoa, like Kofi Kingston, isn't going to be the first person to enter that elimination chamber match. I'll tell you that right now. <sighs> he might be the first eliminated, though. Uh, you know what? I'm actually going to hit you with something. I think Randy Orton's going to get the is going to be the first person eliminated, and he's going to get eliminated by AJ Styles, and it'll be Randy Orton that comes back in and screws over AJ Styles. Interesting. That'll lead to their WrestleMania match. So you pick a Joe. I'm known for crazy picks on this podcast. I'm going with Samoa Joe to win the WWE Championship in Houston, Texas at Elimination Chamber, and he's going to pin and roll up Daniel Bryan, put it in the record books, Ross. I might be taking the loss, but at least I'm going down swinging, brother. Again, just to let everybody know, we literally picked the six matches prior to this the same. Jamie had called it audible because he wanted to be different. It, it just it's boring. It's boring to be on the same page as you. That being said, you and we, I picked almost everything exactly the same for the Rumble. We picked exactly the same thing for NXT Takeover Phoenix. It's true. We both picked Buddy Murphy to retain the Cruiserweight Championship. We both picked Braun Strowman to win the no disqualification match versus Baron Corbin. We both picked Ronda Rousey to retain over Ruby Riot. We both picked The Miz and Shane McMahon to retain over The Usos or whoever they face. We both picked Bobby Lashley to retain his Intercontinental title against Finn Balor. We both picked Bailey and Sasha Banks. That's a bad omen. And then we and then we were both about to pick Daniel Bryan, the <laughs> Planets champion, the most <laughs> over thing in the company. And then you picked Samoa Joe. So nervous about that pick right now. I'm so nervous. Watch Samoa Joe be the first person eliminated in the elimination. This is this Sunday. is almost as absurd as you picking the WWE Championship and the Universal Title switching on the same show. It's almost as absurd as that. We got screwed over out of that at Hell in a Cell because freaking Vince <laughs> called a stupid audible. He's like, I'm gonna have Brock Lesnar come back and rip off the red door off the red Hell in a Cell. It's a Hell in a Cell match. Who calls a no contest on that? That's McMahon. Dumbass. <laughs> That's going to do it. We have our post show for Elimination 2019. One of us will be crying. That will be on Sunday. The J-Man will be crying. I'll we'll admit have, it right now. We'll have food. We'll have beverages. Hopefully, I'll still have a hand as I as I cut my hand pre-show. We're going to go ahead and do a PSA. Don't try and open a Mexican Coke bottle with the scissors. Hey, next time, bring an opener. You're welcome for bringing you dinner. It was nice, but GC might have to be on my uh, list for a while. Not having twist-offs. What a joke. Anyway. Get a bottle opener put it in your car keys. I could, but <laughs> then if I travel, it's the whole metal detector thing. So, you know. Okay, that's fair. Plus, it's like a weapon. Much like keys. Anyway, that's going to do it for your, well, that's going to do it for the Elimination Chamber 2019 preview and prediction show. Yep. This has been the Double Turn Podcast. He has been the J-Man. I have been Boss Ross. We will catch you on the flip side. Peace.